0: where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for the Financial Fund Podcast. Today, we are very lucky to be visited by Paul Artale. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Thanks, Tammy. Great to be here. So, Paul, what is your passion? What gets you all excited and going in the morning?
2: My passion is helping people break through their challenges, find their strengths so that they can live the best life possible. That's what gets me up. That's why I do a lot of my work as a motivational speaker and life coach. It's just about getting people to, to live, you know, achieve performance, to use the cliche, but live their best lives, man. Uh, helping people live a life that excites them
1: which is very much needed because there's so many people that live uh speaking of another cliche lives of quiet desperation
2: that's right uh, 100%, 100% and so it's if we can avoid that or in in some cases minimize that then uh then, then that, that's a good day cuz most that means you're at you're, you're head of the you're head of the curve in a lot of respects if you can achieve that
1: yes. and what is your family situation
2: paul I am married to my wife Sherry. I have two children, seven and five. Alessio is my son, uh he's seven. Sophia is my daughter, she is uh five.
1: Oh, okay. So what what do they think of dad being a motivational speaker and all of that? Are they to the stage where they're rolling their eyes yet or are they still paying attention?
2: Well, I don't think my, my daughter knows or cares one way or the other. <laughs> my son knows I'm like he sees it as I'm on TV because children now the YouTube, the internet is TV, right? And there's very little distinction in his mind between watching a show on Netflix and watching something on YouTube. And so he'll, he'll every once in a while, he'll throw me up on YouTube. He knows, he knows I'm on the web. He knows there. You know, there's like six people in the world who know me. I I, I joke that I'm like a G-list I'm a G-list sort of celebrity. So maybe <laughs> maybe I one day maybe one day I'll do like a third third tier reality show. But <laughs> but so I mean he's aware he likes I think now that he's he's turned 7, he's starting to he enjoys like photography and filming, so we 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 kind of work on some mutual fun projects around the house. Just recording things and we've talked about going on facebook live on my facebook account and just like once a week and just like ask, i'll ask him people can submit their questions and i'll ask him the questions on 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 camera because we've done that a few times just hanging out and he he likes it and yeah so it's 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 interesting so he kind of gets what i do and i always frame it to him as that i i teach you know daddy helps people and daddy teaches people
1: oh okay here's the brutal question how do you motivate kids
2: they motivate themselves, kids you know kids I find don't need a lot of motivation. what they sometimes want is is guidance, but these they have to be the ones to seek it out, but you know when a kid my children when they want to do something there's no lack of effort on their part, they'll do it, <laughs>
0: yeah
2: uh, and, and that might not it might not be what I want them to do, <laughs> but they, they generally want want to do it i think in I think this is not just with children. I think you have to show people the why, right? Like why it's important. It's that this is one of the chapters in, in, in my book, it, you know, dealing with why and why do we do what we do and what's the importance of it. And children are always habitually asking that to the point of annoyance. And I think as adults, we we sometimes think about the what, but not the why, right? Like, you know, you, I'll, I'll work with a client, you know, say, I, I really want to achieve this, right? It could be an award. It could just be, you know, even something's a financial podcast. I want to be debt free. Well, fantastic. I believe in debt free. But why? Yeah. Right. Is 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 it because once you achieve it, if you don't know the why, then the achievement in itself is a short term. It's a short-term term dopamine fix, right? It's a short-term. It feels good for a, for a hot minute, and then you just sort of leave yourself shrugging your shoulders. So, if it can help people understand why it's important, then they can they can go beyond just doing something and actually realizing the intrinsic value it has. So, back to you know motivating a child. I mean, we think about you know don't touch the stove, right? Because <laughs> it's hot why you're going to get hurt and not that you would want your child to hurt themselves, but at some point they defy our advice or forget <laughs> our, and they do it. And so they, they know the why, or I'll give you another example with my, my son. We were talking one day, I was listening to actually a financial podcast, uh, or in the car, driving him home from school. And basically it was about debt free. And he said, well, why is that important? And I said, well, because I said, you know, at the end of the day, then you have more money to do what you want. And he's like, Dad, what would you do with your money? And I said, well, my dream is to start my own charity one day and help people out. And my son said, I want to help people, too. And, then, and so we got home. And he, he he went to the basement. He grabbed a bunch of canned goods. Like, let's donate these, which was like, I really wanted that chili, dude. But OK, fine. We're going to donate that. <laughs> And but I mean, in that case, just I don't mean to, but I taught him he saw the why, like why it was important to to be charitable and to help others. Right. And so I think that's the key part we have to we have to do to resonate with children or anyone.
1: Well, I I fully agree. Children are are naturally way more intelligent and mature on many subjects than we ever give them credit for. And Mm -hmm. they are they want to learn and they are naturally charitable. And yeah, I love Love the why that's how I work with work with my girls, making sure that they when I ask them to do something or tell them not to do something, give them like the why here's the reasoning before it
2: <laughs> exactly exactly,
1: and then they pay way more attention to it and they yep. and then our job as as parents is to give them the skills to ask the questions so that they can make healthy decisions on their own without us always having to supervise them, and if you just tell them what to do without helping them understand the why and the deeper meanings, you're not doing anything for them.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. And that can be tough too, because sometimes that why that answer doesn't come immediately and, we often want that change to happen nothing happens very little change happens immediately and so with children i think we we in even young adults we, we forget that they have to come in to, quite often we have to come into that and that can take time and that's frustrating right especially as a as a parent Realizing that it the time might not be now, and watching them sort of wrestle with it, or in some cases, like, please would you get the lesson because I need I need this I would like this behavior change now, but <laughs> it's it's it, it's just the way life goes.
1: And what about what about with your with your daughter? Like, yeah, she's definitely younger and stuff. But what are some of the questions and the conversations that you're having with her?
2: Good question. I don't. My my son is a dog. My daughter's a cat.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> See, makes it even more interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I I say this with my daughter. What I my agenda with her is. I mean, she's she's a typical young girl. She likes pink and she likes princesses and and, and all things girly. And 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 my what I'm trying to show her. Inadvertently is is princesses are nice, but you should be shooting to be the queen, and that's maybe <laughs> maybe that's just the, the natural competitor in me. But I think for me, it's just making uh, uh, making sure that her concept of being a girl and then eventually a woman is not just rooted in in you know fantasy stuff. That stuff is fun, and I'm not going to take that away from her, mm-hmm. but just there's there's more to it. So even and my son actually comes on board. So if we play video games every once in a while and is a female character, then we we make sure that. One of us will be, will play the female character, and clearly she will, right? So there's a lot of this sort of, this messaging going on, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's where we're at. Really, with both of them right now, we're, we're teaching them to get along. <laughs> so it's life lessons of, of conflict resolution right now.
1: Are, are you finding that's more of a lesson when we've been through three months of lockdown?
2: <laughs> yeah, let me, let me tell you, it's, it's definitely, it, it's real. <laughs> it's, It's real, and I think the lesson's always there, but like everything with lockdown, uh, the need to deal with it is more immediate because it's in our face and it's hard to run from it. Yeah,
1: and a lot of the the normal outlets that we have for letting them blow off stink and go play out with their friends, and that's all been taken away from us.
2: It has, and so that's been tough. But they also have formed an interesting kind of bond too. So there's, you know, it's give and take with the whole with the whole situation.
1: So have you ever caught your kids having conversations about money or business or any or, or the big why questions? Do you ever overhear them when they don't know that you're paying attention?
2: Good question. My son is definitely interested in business. Uh, so my son and I, in terms of overhearing, I'm not quite sure i'm trying to I'll, I'll if that something pops into my mind i will but my son i mean they have conversations so in michigan we charge a lot of soft drinks and some some water uh bottles the, there's a surcharge right it's 10 cents or five cents per bottle and you you know you return your money
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and then you get your money back so it's it, people see it as making money really you're just getting a refund but uh, kind of like beer bottles in canada right it's oh uh so it's funny so anyways uh with my son you know when he was younger the earliest chore he had around the house was just to collect the empties and put Mm -hmm. them somewhere and he would take them to the can machine and we he would feed the can the can monster as we called him and the monster would spit out money and he would get to use the money however he wanted and so that was his chore and that was his that was how he earned it and as that has evolved that my daughter's old enough to start doing it they have conversations of sometimes they compete over the money sometimes they have conversations about what they're going to do with the money there's been times where he might have he broke something of hers and he uses his money to replace it so <laughs> so th- it, they're cognizant of the concept and my son is a little bit more business savvy and so he's he's already tied seven already time but well, i don't play with this toy anymore can we sell it um you know understanding mm. Yeah, we talk about principles of entrepreneurship. Nothing, nothing heavy, but just, yeah, I think a year or two ago we started a lemonade stand during a yard sale that was going on in our neighborhood. And, you know, we, we taught them about, you know, a little bit about, about business and said it cost you, I think, you know, a case of bottled water was like two bucks, and you know, you're charging twenty five cents, and and so we, he's 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 aware of of that concept, and he likes the idea of entrepreneurship.
1: So how how did you go teaching him that type of stuff and having the conversations for his age level and understanding? Because that is quite young, and and it's wonderful stuff. I'm all for it. So how did you do it?
2: The can return came out of. Something for him to do when we go grocery shopping and also even at a young age, every time you go to a store, you know, children want stuff, right? And they don't under – if you say, well, that costs mommy and daddy money, they don't understand that. Yep. It doesn't. You know, and, and the longer you wait to teach them that lesson – they don't get it right. It, it's it's like business. The minute someone has to take a dollar out of their pocket, it's just a different connotation, and they understand the value of what they're doing with that money a little bit more. And that's how it started with us with the can machine money. And you know, I, I realized it was a way to teach them saving, budgeting, all all those things that children should learn at a young age, because I'm a big, I, I don't think school systems teach financial education nearly enough, if at all. It's severely lacking from the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it started as that, you know, early on, when he was like, I think we started when he was four-ish. You know, he was, you know, spend a dollar, make a dollar, spend a dollar, right? And as he got a little bit older, he started realizing, well, if we're only cashing in three or four dollars worth of cans a week, maybe I should save my money because the three or four dollar toys aren't that good, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: That, that, that why, that motivation thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it took a while. It it was painful. Mm -hmm. It was painful, but I I think, you know, and we fluked into him realizing it because we just didn't return the cans for a few weeks. And all of a sudden he had like $12. And all of a sudden he's like, wow, I can get a much better toy. And so he started realizing that piece to it. And so I think that just happened. Somewhat organically, but once I saw that he was taking to it, i I went with it because, like I said, we don't teach kids about finances enough it's funny because you you know my my son's in just finished first grade. And so his math, you know, some of his word problems are, you know, Janie sold three apples, you know, made 50 cents. Like it's like about that. So we'll we'll use it in a word problem, but we actually won't teach them the business behind the actual math, the accounting piece. We'll use it as a a math problem without any any why or any meaning behind it. Right. And so for me,
1: they just just end up with the question is, why does anybody need 57 watermelons?
2: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay, so they spent $14 on 57 watermelons, but what does that mean? And and so when it came to the garage sale, we decided, I just decided to up the idea a little bit more of, you know, this is, uh, this is not just, it's not free money, so you have to buy, you have to buy the water and then you have to sell it. And after you sell so many, but just basic business principle for his age. And he, he, he liked it naturally. And my daughter, I think, is starting to take to it as well. But I, you know, the one thing I want to instill in, in, in my children, and I think any generation, this is important now, especially, you know, in the last 12 years, okay, we've gone through essentially two large recessions. And a couple of things we got to understand, you know, number one, that when it comes to your job security, it's it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, right? there's it, no it, such thing. There's no you you are you are a line item on a company's ledger, and 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 that's I'm not that that's just the reality for a lot of companies, right? Whether they mean to lay you off or not, that at the end of the day is a business element to it, and because of that, you need to understand your money, how to maximize your money, and in some cases. You need to understand. I think most people, it's in their interest to have some sort of side hustle or just something they can rely on if things don't go the way they want. And because that gives you options. And I think when you have options for multiple options for income, and you have really good budgeting practices, and you understand finance, you understand how to keep your your debt low and not make you know, immature financial decisions, I think you set yourself up in a much stronger life position. Not necessarily saying, it's not about being rich. It's just about putting yourself in a really good position to deal with these adversities that, I mean, they happen. It's life. There's recession every 10, 20 years of some sort. The last two have just been whoppers. Uh And, And this, you know, so for my children moving forward, they need to understand that entrepreneurial mindset a little bit more because I can't rely on the education system to teach it to them
1: no no we can't and the simple thing is like even if they do find like a good job and they're happy and stuff there by having the knowledge they mm-hmm. they're way more secure because they have the confidence in their own abilities and not having to rely on okay everything else that's going on around them they can't control
2: Hmm. yep exactly and that's it's, i think i think it'll work for him you know moving forward too as he gets older and well, they have a, a bake sale, but all of some of these other things these, these schools do for fundraising, I'll probably infuse different ways to make, <laughs> different ways <laughs> to think about it. Yeah, listen, you know, are you going to be, you going to have a Rice Krispie Square table like everybody else? Or are you going to offer something that's a little bit more, a little bit different, right? Yeah. I think there's a chance to teach some basic business principles. And as he gets older, too, to realize that, you know, you're going to make, you're going to make a dollar and now you're going to save some of that dollar and you're going to put some of that dollar aside for, uh, a charity or, or for something for giving back, and then the rest of it's to do what you, what, 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 with what you want after your expenses.
1: Yeah, and and then there's always the uh, ever important and horrible lesson on taxes.
2: <laughs> the joke is, that, you know, he said he wants to start law. He wants to start cutting lawns, which he's a little too young. But I said, listen, when that happens, I'll.
1: Hey, he could su- he could subcontract the lawn mowing to older kids. He could be the marketing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I'll teach him that, too. So, you know, by the first lawnmower, we'll probably, you know, I'll finance it or, or something and to teach him a lesson, yep. right? The, the, at the end of the day, obviously, if you can't make the payments, nothing's going to happen. But the idea that, you, you know, if you want to cut lawns or, you know, I think leaves, leaves and snow removal are a good, better place for kids to start. Uh, you know, then, you, you know, you still got to, you guys still got to own a shovel, still got to buy the shovel. You got to figure out how many, how many lawns you got to mow or things before mm-hmm. you break even and all that. I think those those are important lessons, I think, uh, to learn. And I think they translate not just into business, but again, just thinking about like the expenses people incur in, in their daily lives in terms of where they choose to live and where they choose to Put their money, and are, are they being intentional about where they're putting their money?
0: Yes, very
1: good stuff. So to wrap us up here, if you could make sure that your kids have three lessons for money when they go out and they're adults and they're living on their own, what are the three things you would want your kids to to learn?
2: Uh, number one, I, I would I would stress to them that to be lifelong students of finance and and money, so understand everything, right? So when you're Put, even if you're putting away for your retirement, you click the box on the investment option for your, you know, in the US it's the 401k and on mm-hmm. the Canada it's the ESP, right? But th- there's different options, right? To understand, at least at the very basics, wh- what this is doing, right? Don't just check the box and say, oh, it gets 9% a year, I should be good. Um, so I think uh, understanding finance, I will always advocate for them to live as debt-free as they can and... That I I stand by that that has gotten me through some tough times and and we they just need to understand that that principle. And I think the third principle around finance would be is not all debt is evil, but to really understand what Mm -hmm. it is and, and to really understand the the return on investment, the, the leverage, like le- when I say leveraging debt, I'm not talking about like, mm-hmm. you know, take out four mortgages on a, on a bunch of rental properties and hope that it all works out. Right. But to understand yep. what, you know, to make very, really informed financial decisions I, I think is really going to be really important for them, such as they think about, you know, college university is going to cost money one day. And so mm-hmm. um I, I had the, uh, the quintessential you know, four-year college experience. I moved away from home. I played football. I, you know, I I joined a fraternity. You name it, I did it. Right. I I'm I'm like a walking National Lampoon's movie, but <laughs> but I mean, I also tuition in, in 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 Ontario at the time was was a lot cheaper than it is now. And oh yes. And and so I understand the reality. And so and in the United States, it's a lot more, even at state schools. And so for them to understand that if if you want a four year degree, which I probably add this is bullet number four is you don't need a four year like, it's okay to you know be a plumber or an electrician or find a trade that would make you a good living if that's what you really want to do
1: or start your own business
2: <laughs> or start your own business right uh and, and, and to do that, and, and so I, I think the, the part would be, you know, if you need your education for that next step in your life, which most research shows that it's necessary on, it's, it's an advantage in some levels, but then to think about it, it might not be the four year go away to college kind of thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, Going to community college for a couple of years, getting some credits in in high school, like they can in the United States, you can get some college credits in high school depending on what you take. Like there's all these different routes. It's maybe working part time and working your way through it. So what? You get your degree in six years instead of four, or seven years instead of four, but you're going to come out with the same degree, which at the end of the day means the same thing. And in some cases, I think the life experience you get, say working. Your way through college, as long as you're not like burning the candle at both ends too much, Mm -hmm. can be more just as valuable, if not more valuable, than the four years or traditional college experience. So, I I would really just want them to keep an open mind about the possibilities they have out there to themselves. So, Paul, how do we get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is to go to my website, which is www.com. Paul Artale, that's P A U L A R T A L E dot com, and for those that are listening, if you, if you like my style style and you want some some insights on, on, on life, uh, then if you go to paulartale4 uh, slash coach, I'm offering free 15-minute life coaching focus session. If you got something that's going on, financial or otherwise, most of the stuff I deal with is, is a little bit more than financial, let me help you break through your challenges. And if you just want a fun read and you like the wisdom of children, then please check out my book. It's called The Two-Year-Old's Guide to Work-Life Balance.
1: That's, that sounds fun. A two-year-old's guide. They've got some interesting ideas.
2: Yep, yeah, exactly. And every chapter is a lesson he taught me. And uh, the book is available on my website and also through Amazon dot uh, ca dot com and all over the world. So um, either way, connect with and, and through my website, you can connect with me on social media.
1: Well, it was absolutely wonderful having you on the show, sharing your wisdom with our listeners.
2: Thank you so much. It was really fun.
1: Thank you.
0: Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated, and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Hamming column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.fun.